Thank you so much for joining us in that beautiful praise and worship songs that we just offered to our living God. Beloved, I am Pastor Jovin Lim, the lead pastor of Ictus Dumaguete, and I would like to welcome you all in today's Sunday worship service online. Beloved, if this is your first time to be with us, again, let me encourage you to please comment below, it's my first time, because we have something for you. And we would like to greet our brothers and sisters from Ictus Dumaguete family, and to all our family and friends who are joining us from different places. Maayong buntag, and may God bless you today as we come together in worshiping the Lord in spirit and in truth. Now, beloved, as we start, let us open this with a word of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, be with us now as we come into your presence in hearing your word. Speak to us through your word. And Holy Spirit, you are our greatest teacher. So come now and open our spiritual eyes so that we might see and spiritual ears so that we might hear. And let our hearts be ready to follow your will. Lord Jesus, it is our desire to become more like you as we continue to follow you as your disciples. So be with us now, and may our hearts be filled with joy and excitement as we discover your word, Abba Father. Thank you, Lord. This is all we ask. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. So, beloved, today we will continue in our series called Experience Jesus series. And today, we are now in our part three of our series. Now, there's a question. How to experience Jesus? Well, the answer is, take the call of Jesus. And there are five calls, and in this series, we are discovering and opening one call at a time. So, last November 8, we discovered the call to know Jesus, the foundation of knowing Jesus Christ. And of course, November 15, last Sunday, we talk about a call to love Jesus. It was a very powerful message about how to love and experience Jesus' love in our lives. And today, we will be continuing it, November 22, a call to grow in Jesus. So today, as we just begin, let me give you our journey. No? If you really want to experience Jesus, it is like a journey of maturing from one step to another. First, you just started with knowing Him. Second, loving and then grow, serving and witnessing. Now, beloved, we need to understand how to experience Jesus deeply. Not as a seasonal or let's say circumstantial events in our life, but an experience of consistency and rootedness. Remember that we need to take these progressive steps as a journey to walk through in life and not a level to just simply pass or comply like in our academic life. So that's why there is always that decision line in every step. So if you will look at it, that gray line, it seems like that in every step of the journey, there is a decision to take. See, from knowing, you need to have that decision. In loving, you need to take that decision up to witnessing. And today, it's my prayer that all of us will have that decision to really grow in following and in obeying Jesus. Beloved, the decision will determine your destiny. What makes you commit? It's simple. It's what's in your mind. What is your end in mind? What is your end in mind right now if you really want to grow in Jesus? Do you want to grow more? Now, the question is, if you say, yes, I want to grow more, 
what kind of growth you want. Beloved, do you want to be more knowledgeable of, that of the Bible and become an apologist or theologian so that you can be at the top among other people? Or simply just to become like Jesus? What's your end in mind? End in mind is very, very important in terms of what kind of growth you want to establish in your life. Beloved, if your aim is more knowledge, be very careful because soon you will become like the Pharisees in the Bible. So it's our encouragement. That's why Jesus came to bring grace first before knowledge. We talk about it in knowing Jesus and that grace and truth must be balanced all the time in our life. And you might be asking how to balance it. Well, it's so simple you will bear fruit. It will bear fruit in your life through your decisions and responses in life, in family, in your career, in your business, in your studies, in your ministry, or in your discipleship, and in all areas in your life. So let's read this together. Ready? Begin. And I want you, as we read this, after we read, you also type it in our comment section. Ready? Begin. You can grow old without growing up. So let's read it again. Ready? Begin. You can grow old without giving up, growing up. Beloved, in our life, always remember this, you might be growing old in age, you might be growing old as a person physically, but spiritually, you cannot grow without that decision that you need to make. Remember that it's simply saying to us that if you really want to grow spiritually, you need to take that decision step by step as you commit your life to Jesus. Now, let's talk about growth. If you really desire to grow deeper in Jesus Christ, what's going to be your picture? Okay, let's talk about picture. A picture of a disciple's life in following Jesus. We call it the product. If you will ask yourself right now, what kind of product you want to be as it will become your end in mind. Now, I believe that all of us in terms of product, like we are in a consumer world right now, if we will look at logos, we know what kind of product that we can always have. For example, if you know, okay, so let me give you a little example. And if you know the answer, can you please comment below, what's the name of this company? And what do you think is the product that they are offering? Okay, let's try to have a short challenge. Okay, number one, what is this logo stands for? It's McDonald's, right? And maybe right now you have a picture of a burger and a fries or a, a Coke float in your mind. Mm, you're hungry right now. So it means when you see that logo, you know the product. How about this? Oh, diba? Much easier. Why? It's Jollibee, right? Ang first is McDonald's, correct? Jollibee is next. So if you know the answers, can you please comment below the name of the company and what kind of product? For example, if in McDonald's, it's really burger and fries. Maybe in, in the next logo, it's Jollibee. Maybe it's Chicken Joy, right? So comment below. If you can see these logos, okay? What are their products? Another one. 
Okay, so if you are into motorcycles, you know this logo. It's a logo of Yamaha, right? And of course, you might be thinking, what's their product? Motorcycle. And you might be uh, thinking right now about Sniper or maybe Aerox or anything no? Nga, naasa imong mind in terms of this logo because of you know that this logo represents motorcycles. How about this next? You can comment below ha, your answers. Kane. For you, unsa na siya? Maybe right now, you know it. It's Czech. What's, what the Czech stands for? It's Nike, right? So, Nike. And you know what's Nike? It's all about shoes. So, you might be thinking about Air Jordan or any shoes that be that being used and be uh, na mga model nga mga, mga basketball superstar, mga sneakers. So, you know that, that Nike, one of their top leading product is really shoes, right? So you know it by their logo in the company, you know what is their product. Another one. Oh, diba? So it's Apple. It means it might be an iPhone, it might be a MacBook, iMac, or an iPad. So you know Apple, you know, and you, you know also that this is more on gadgets. It's more on um, computer. So this one. If you see this logo, what bears on your mind? It's about search, Google search, or maybe a Gmail, a Google Drive, diba? or a G Suits. So, daghang kay kang pwede mahuna-hunaan through that logo lang. It's the logo of Google. So, you know the product. How about this? Everyone is familiar, right? It's Facebook. So, you know, it's social media. And of course, Instagram. Yes, correct. And Twitter. So, sa mga millennials dira, I know you're so active in Facebook, in Instagram, and Twitter. And by the way, guys, let, let me also encourage you to please follow us in Instagram, ictus.dumagete, and in Twitter, ictusd. And sa Facebook, where you are watching probably right now, in ictusdumagete-idmc. So, we know that their product is all social media. So, have you noticed? If you will just look at Apandos logos, you will really remember what kind, no? what kind of product they have. So the question for us right now is, a picture of a disciple's life in following Jesus, what it is for us. In Ictus Dumagete, we have a clear picture of what it takes so that you will become a disciple of Jesus. For us, is this is how we describe the a, a life of a disciple. So in Ictus Dumagete, an intentional disciple-making church, this is an example that here, as a disciple of Jesus, our product is simply transformed lives. It means Christ-likeness. And then, a disciple, so you might be asking right now, what does it mean transformed lives or Christ-likeness? This is a disciple, a person who received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and make the decision step-by-step -step process. A disciple who joyfully live out the five purposes that God has given from the great commandment and in Matthew 22, 37 to 40 and the great commission in Matthew 28, 19 to 20. So if you will look at there, it means we need to keep the balance of the five purposes in life. So in Ictus, we always um, make it sure that we are not just living for the purpose of worship or fellowship or discipleship. We want to respond right in the great commandment and in the great commission. Great commandment, love God, that's worship. Love people, that's ministry. Go, that's 
uh, go and make this uh, go and share the gospel go and preach the gospel to all nations that's evangelism make them my disciple that's discipleship and baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit that's incorporating them to the body of Christ and that's fellowship and for us here in Ictus Dumaguete making disciple must be clear for all of us and that's our product it's transformed lives and christ-likeness our product is not the program our product is not how we do things but the product that we really let's say that's gonna be the win of the church is when we see people's lives being changed by the power of the holy spirit and by the blood of jesus christ so beloved how about you do you have now a picture in your mind a picture of a disciple's life in following Jesus. You know, without the right foundation of growth, that the great commandment and the great commission will become a burden to you. If you are having, you know, if you understand plainly Matthew 22, Matthew 28, and you might be so overwhelmed and you are thinking right now, Lord, I cannot do it. I'm overwhelmed by the command. I'm overwhelmed by the mandate. Well, beloved, you will really be overwhelmed if you don't know the right foundation how to respond to the great commandment and great commission so that you can grow that is why for us it's very important also the two foundations in growing up we discussed it deeply last sunday the number one is this we need to have that deep realization of the father's love and number two we need to have that joyful heart in obeying jesus so that the great commandment and the great commission will never become a burden in our hearts. So first is we need to really realize the father's love that we are sinners, we are unfor we are we are we've, we have we have full of darkness, we are sinners, we are unworthy to really experience God's love but because of the father's love he gave his one and only son. We need to understand it and by believing in Jesus we have that relationship with him. We need to really understand that. We need to deeply realize. At the moment you deeply realize, you give birth to this gratefulness and a heart of gratitude and longing to grow more in Jesus. And the second one is, as a response to what God has done for us, we will what? We will have a joyful heart in following and obeying Jesus. Beloved, last Sunday we talked about this. We need to love God with all our lives and we need to love jesus above anything else we call it all and above and you can check the message in our description above so that you can if you want to watch it again or probably you missed last sunday's message you can also re replay it okay so remember two foundations in growing up so that growing up will never become a burden deep realization of the father's love and a joyful heart in obeying jesus so I also shared this last Sunday that actually the joy of obedience is just a fruit if we just one step at a time love Jesus. And how to love Jesus? We need to hear the gospel. We need to know God's love and grace. That's the foundation. And then responding to God's love and grace, faith, sincerity, and repentance. We need to really be sincere. And then keeping a steady focus on the cross. Always put it in your mind. That's going to be our foundation. We are paid in full. It means it's an affection and reverence in the Lord Jesus Christ. And then, of course, it will just give birth in loving Jesus. That's now the joy of growing in obedience. You notice I highlighted the five purposes. 
from Matthew 22 and Matthew 28. And there are other more areas in our life that we will be obeying Jesus, like in faithfulness, disciplines, obedience, and personal calling. Now, beloved, if you will look at it, what will happen? Hearing the gospel, responding to God's love and grace, keeping a steady focus on the cross, loving Jesus, and there's a joy of growing in obedience. So, if you will look at it, beloved, in John 15, 10 to 11, this is Jesus, you know, telling his disciples, If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love. So, there's no burden because it's about love. Just as I kept my Father's command and remain in his love. And then he, he, he said this in verse 11, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Amen? So what is that one thing that can complete our joy? It's not material things. It's not relationship with other people. It's not what we achieve in this life. What really satisfies and complete our joy lacking nothing is the joy of Jesus. And we can actually unleash it by having that joy in obeying and following Jesus. I hope that right now you understand, ah, this is the key pala in having that real joy and the completeness of joy, the joy of obeying, not murmuring, not grumbling, the joy of following, not because of we are claiming our right to become a child of God, but simply the joy of your salvation. That's why you grow in following and obeying Jesus Christ. Amen? So remember, it is so clear in John 15, 10 to 11. So today, beloved, let's have this, how to experience, no? How to experience Jesus by responding to the call to grow. Now, we'll be focusing more in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10 today. And let me read. Can we read this together, please? Ready? Begin. But may the God of all grace, who called us to His eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. Now, in order to understand the entire context, we need also to just have a grasp of the entire segment. So let me read to you First uh, Peter chapter 5, verses 1 to 10. Okay, Then you can also read it verbally with me. Let's read it together. Ready? Begin. The elders who are among you, I exhort. I, who am a fellow elder and a witness of the suffering of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that will be revealed, shepherd the flock of God which is among you, and serving as overseer, not by compulsion, but willingly, not for dishonest gain, but eagerly, nor as being lords over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Verse 6. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time, casting all your cares upon Him, for He cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. 
Now, our main verse for today. But may the God of all grace, who called us to His eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To Him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Praise God. No? So, beloved, through that text, no, makita nato nga, Perfect, established, strengthened, and settled. Now, before we proceed in discovering these four important things in terms of a call to grow in Jesus, let me just share to you the background, the context, so that we can understand why Peter write to the Christians, the disciples, no, during that time in Jerusalem, and why he is giving that reminder and encouragement to God's people. Now, the author of this book, no, 1 Peter, 2 Peter, is actually Peter himself, the apostle, written by Peter around A.D. after death, 62 to 64. And he is in Rome during that time. And the purpose of this is to encourage Christians who are suffering. Now, the, the real audience during this time are actually the Jewish Christians who are driven out of Jerusalem and scattered throughout Asia Minor. The setting of this is Peter was in Rome when the great persecution began under Emperor Nero. He was also executed during Nero's reign. And throughout Roman Empire, Christians were being tortured and killed for their faith. And the church in Jerusalem was being scattered. So, keyword here is the church was being scattered all in Asia Minor. Now, what's our observation throughout the entire book? Even in the midst of trials, they are growing, they are multiplying, they are bearing fruit in following Jesus. Again, under persecution, under trial. This is the time where Christians are being tortured for their faith. They are, they are sawed half, they are being burned, they were beheaded, and all kinds of torture. But during the time where there are a lot of difficulties, pain, challenges, they are multiplying, they are growing, and they are spreading the gospel. Beloved, if you're in the same situation right now, you might not really be tortured because of your faith, but probably because of the pandemic, because of your personal problems, trials, and testing that you are facing right now. It might be in your finances, it might be in your sickness, it might be in your relationship, it might be about you don't know the purpose of living or your life right now. Beloved, the good news today is this we can bear fruit even in the midst of testing crisis or trials. Amen? You can bear much fruits, just like here in the Christians before, during the time of Peter. And we know that through these verses, he is encouraging them. That is why he said, soon, it's my prayer, soon church, soon beloved Christians, brothers and sisters, the real goal is this, you will be perfect, established, strengthened, and settled. In one word, you will grow. Amen? That is why we're getting this context in this particular passage about a call to grow in Jesus. Now, as we proceed, we'll be discovering and answering this question, how to grow up in following Jesus. Again, you can grow old but never grow up. That's why our focus today is how to grow up 
in following Jesus? Do you have that desire that you will never be the same again just like this year or the past year in terms of your experience and maturity in Christ Jesus? If that's your desire today, let's discover four important foundations how to grow up in following Jesus. Now, beloved, letter G actually stands for we need to grow in Christ-likeness. Amen? Grow in Christ-likeness. Can you please comment it down below? Grow in Christ-likeness. If we will observe, let's stick with verse 5 in 1 Peter. Okay? Uh, let's stick with verse 10 in 1 Peter chapter 5. So, let's look at and observe the text again. This is Peter saying, perfect, established, strengthened, and settled. And the very first word that we can observe here in terms of how to grow up is the word perfect. Now, if we will observe the original meaning of this word perfect, you might be asking, how will it connect to growing in Christ-likeness? The first word, letter of the word grow. Because the root meaning of the, per, the word perfect, beloved, in the original context is transliterated word of perfect is katirtizo, meaning to fit out, fit, or frame for oneself. Prepare. It means ethically to strengthen, to make one he ought to be. Therefore, it calls for growing in becoming what? like Jesus Christ. And it is a process. And today, in this point, let's discover two major areas of growth in life. I call this the two T's in growing. The first T is in facing trials, and the second one is facing temptations. So let's discover first, in facing trials, how to grow in Christ-likeness as we face different season, different years, different circumstances with a lot of trials in our life. Maybe right now as you are watching and worshiping with us, you have, you have a lot of trials in your life. I hope that this will speak to you. In facing trials, it says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 to 18. Can you read this with me, please? Ready? Begin. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Beloved, when you are facing trials, have an end in mind. Say this with me, end in mind. Can you please comment it below? End in mind. When you are facing a lot of difficulties or testings right now, you should have an end in mind. Now, what does it mean, end in mind? Remember, the end in mind is, it's for my growth. All the trials, all the pains, all the heartaches, all the brokenness, all the sickness that you have, always have an end in mind. It is for my growth. Amen? So what's going to be our end in mind in all the trials and testings? It is for my growth. Now, if, you're, if your end in mind is for your growth, then you can enjoy welcoming God's will for you, together with all the victories and even the pains and the hurts. Why? Because you can rejoice always. Look at the text, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 16 to 18. You can rejoice always. You can pray continually. You can give thanks in all circumstances. You can accept God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Beloved, when we talk about problems, testing, trials, sickness, persecution, all this, you know in what area where we struggle a lot? 
It's not about facing it. It's about accepting it as God's will in our life. So beloved, if you are watching with us right now and you are in deep pain and you are struggling in that certain situation, you might have a lot of questions in your mind right now towards God. But my prayer for you is accept it as God's will for you. And during the time that you accept it, the Lord will clear it out. What's the real purpose? Why? You've undergone that particular testing in your life. Amen? So we need to do that. You accept God's will for, you, for your life in Christ Jesus. Remember, beloved, that joy is the defining mark of spiritual maturity. Do you want to grow? Observe your joy level. Joy is the defining mark of spiritual maturity. You know, two people can be in the same divorce, in the same cancer sickness, in the same financial debt. They might be, two people might be in the same situation, okay? But it will define if they really accept, if they really know the end in mind in their mind, it's gonna change the way they respond. If the person A will say, this is for my growth, he can rejoice. But if the person B who is in the same situ situation will say, I am being cursed and it's all about me and blame himself or herself, their response will what? Will pour out different result. That is why it's very important for all of us to be reminded today, if you're in deep trials and testing, always remember that this is for my growth. Amen? It is for your growth. It is for my growth when we face different kind of testing and trials. Beloved, many Christians today living their lives with no joy as if they were not baptized with water, but they are like baptized with lemon juice. They have this what we call sour faith. Every time you look at them, every time you, you ask them, how are you? It seems like that there's no blessing, there's no love, there's no grace, there's no joy. Kapoy ang kinabuhi. Beloved, God doesn't want us to live like that. That's why we need to have an end in mind. If your end in mind is as a Christian, you will be full of suffering. Well, you're gonna suffer all the way. But as a Christian, if your mindset is, I'm gonna through, I, I'm gonna go through all this problem and pain because this is for my growth. It will change your perspective and respond to the situation. Beloved, I hope and pray that today you will realize that all of us whether Christian or non-Christian, all of us will surely experience trials and pains in life. If you feel pain or discouragement because of trials right now, all I can say to you is grow up. Amen? Just grow up. There is more in life than having a pain-free life because we are being redeemed by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen? There is more life, beloved, than just all the pain, than just all the suffering. Do you think if God will take away that pain that you have, you will never have pain anymore? There will be another one and another one. Maybe right now your pain is in relationship when God will mend it. There might be another pain in your finances. And if God will will take away all your debt, there might be another pain in your, in your health, in your sickness. There are all different kinds of pain in this world because we are living in an imperfect world and we are living in a temporary building, the body that we have. That's why there are many different kinds of pain, especially during this time of crisis and pandemic. So remember this, grow up in this part. All you need to do, 
is there is remember that there are there is more in life having a that uh, other than just having a pain-free life because we are being redeemed by jesus christ amen so beloved starting today as you face trials i have a formula for you okay listen to this e plus r equals o i want to repeat it okay e plus r equals o can you please comment it down below so that you can remember follow me the instruction is type this E, in, in the comment section, okay? E plus R equals O. Please comment it down. Can you do that? You know why? Because I want you to remember starting today. E plus R equals O. It means event plus response equals outcome. Again, event plus response equals an outcome. It means, beloved, we need to really focus in our responses events can happen some sometimes we are out of control in the situation just like this pandemic but our response is our responsibility romans 12 chapter 1 uh, chapter 12 verses 1 to 2 it says we need to renew our mind we need to transform it we need to repent we need to change so that if our mind is changed if we think about trials as growth then our response will be different and of course we will reap the outcome amen beloved let me ask you how's your heart lately how's your responses to the challenges and events and circumstances that is happening in your life is there any responses you have that can hinder your spiritual growth in Christ Jesus? Now the question is, what is God telling you right now in how to respond right? Beloved, again, E plus R equals O. Event, sometimes we, we cannot control it. Response, it's your responsibility. The outcome will be the consequence it might be good or it might be bad it might destroy you or it may help you grow up in christ jesus my prayer for you that starting today grow up amen comment below grow up can you do that in facing trials response is your responsibility and that's one indicator that you're starting to grow up now the other one is about temptation in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, it says, No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. Now, remember this. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, He will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. What does it mean? No temptation that will, that will be beyond our capacity to resist. What God is telling us, all we need to do is to really stick with Him. Part of growing, beloved, is not just about facing trials. But one of the ways is when we overcome temptations in our life. Our spiritual growth will surely just boost up when we know how to respond right in terms of trials and if we know how to overcome temptations. Now, the question is how to overcome temptations? How to defeat the enemy? We need to know the enemy's tactics how he let us fall into sin by bringing and giving us a lot of temptations in life so let me just give you a little review how the enemy would look at and attack us with temptation so that we might fall in sinning against god so let's look at this number one beloved remember this it will always start with a desire second because of that desire 
And especially if it's from the enemy, he will deceive you. There will be deception. Just like Adam and Eve, eat the fruit. Okay, now Adam and Eve, especially Eve, know that that, that fruit will what? It's, God is telling, don't eat that. But what is Satan's response? What is the snake's response? He says, did God really say that you will not eat that fruit? So it's a deception. And of course, through that question, the next is you will doubt. Bitaw, no? Ingon ba ang ginoo nga dilip pwede buhaton? Anyway, the world is accepting it. Anyway, you know, other people are love doing it. So why not? So you started to doubt what the Word of God is telling us. So it started with desire, deception, and doubt. And lastly, if your doubt, no, if you your per, your flesh, if your sinful nature win over that deception and doubt, it will you will now fall to disobedience. Remember this, beloved. Take note. Remember this. The moment that you are being tempted, it doesn't mean you're already sinned. The moment you act upon that suggestion of the enemy, of the devil in your mind, and when you act upon it, that's the time that you sin against God. It means there is still a way, way out. Amen? So think about it. And remember this, beloved, our greatest offense of Satan is this. Even though sometimes we feel like Satan has read our heart and motives and mind what we really want, and to do the temptation. Remember this, Satan doesn't know what's in your mind. He cannot read your mind. It's only God who, who knows because he's a God who is omniscient. He knows all things. But Satan's limited capacity, he can tempt us through overwhelming us by driving, driving us from all different circumstances and situations, but he can never read our mind whether we will take it or not. That's your advantage. I hope that you will remind yourself with that today. Okay? Now, beloved, now that we know how to face temptation, what to do? Your desires, your deception, doubt, disobedience, all we need to do is grow up. We need to grow up in facing temptation. How to grow up? So that's the question, right? How to really grow up? Beloved, when the devil planted an evil desire in your heart, Seek to honor God with your desires. Amen? Remember this. If you will not honor God with the desires of your heart, you are opening the devil an open door to come in and out and soon have a stronghold in your life that that desire in yourself, it will become a struggle. And sometimes if you dwell upon that evil desire, you sin against God, it becomes a stronghold in your life that even you want to let go, you cannot let go and it becomes a part of your system. Therefore, I hope that starting today, you honor God with what's in your heart. You honor God with your desire. And if you can evaluate your heart right now and there is something that's unworthy, ungodly, release it in Jesus' name. Repent and release it and cleanse yourself from those things because the shed blood of Christ can cleanse every single evil desires that we have in our mind, in our emotion, and even in our action. Beloved, when there is deception, attack it with what is true from the Word of God because it's a counterfeit. So we need to go back to the true Word of God. That's why we need to be rooted in the Word of God. And of course, when in doubt, ask for the Holy Spirit to give you the wisdom and guidance from the truth. 
set counsel with other believers or even especially your D group. You need to seek counsel. Is this right pa ba akong gibuhat? Because I'm starting to doubt. So you need guidance, beloved. And then when you are almost to execute the scene because of the strong pull, all you need to do is fix upon your eyes to one true love who died for you on that cross. Call to Him. Know who you are and whose you are. Realize His amazing love, grace, and mercy for your life, rescuing you from the penalty of sin, from the death, and even the death, and in order for you to live in Christ Jesus. Be reminded how you want to protect your love relationship with Jesus, just like how you want to really continue, no? how you want that to protect your love relationship with your loved ones here on earth. Just like if you really value your relationship and love to your wife, to your, to your husband, to your children, that's also the way you need to also protect and commit to maintain that intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. Beloved, when you sin against God, always remember this. In Ictus, we always say, fail fast. Why? Because God's grace is abundant, always available and ready to restore you back. Amen? So that's how God loves us so much. Beloved, let me ask you, is there any temptations from the devil that you are being under attack lately? Maybe last week, maybe just yesterday, and right now you are struggling in fighting the battle against that certain temptation. Do you have those things in life? What is God telling you right now, now that you discover how to face temptation, how to overcome it so that you can grow in Jesus' name? Amen? I hope that now we have that wonderful foundation. Do you want to grow in Christ-likeness? You need to continue to be rooted in Jesus Christ. You need to know how to face trials, and you need to know how to face the temptation that comes in. And remember this, because our God is a victorious God, you will win if you stick with Him. Amen? Now, let's go to the second one. The second one, beloved, is letter G stands for grow in Christ-likeness. Letter R stands for reliance in God's Word. Can we read that together, please? Ready? Begin. Reliance in God's Word. It's depending upon the Word of God. Now, it says in 1 Peter 5.10d, the second word is from perfect, now establish. If we will look at it, beloved, the transliterated word of Establish is sterile, stay, rizzo. It means establish, steadfastly, set, strengthen, to render constant, to confirm one's mind. It means, therefore, we need, to, we need God's word every day in our life. And we need to establish steadfastly ourselves. And it must become the filter of everything and anything that comes in and goes out in our mind. So meaning, beloved, this will protect our mind from executing it in what we will feel, from executing it from what we will do with our life. So reliance in God's Word is very, very important. And there are two important keys here. Number one, we need to grow up in rootedness in the Word. And second one, we need to grow in reckoning God's will in our life. So let's check the first one. The first one is this, rootedness in the Word of God. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 to 17, it says, All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be competent, 
equipped for every good work. It means, beloved, we need to really be rooted in the Word of God. Now, the Word of God is very important in our growth, in our spiritual walk, in our spiritual growth in Christ Jesus. I, I, I usually call and describe God's Word as three M's in life. First is the master plan. That's how important it is. The Word of God is the master plan where we will discover our purposes. The second M is the Word of God is our map. It means the Word of God, it is where we can find God's direction. And number three, it's the manual of life. To know how to be successful in doing what He wants us to do. So, it's the Word of God is a master plan, a map, and a manual. Now, it's not a question of, do you want to discover your purpose? Of course we want, right? It's not a question of, do you want to follow God's direction? No, it's not a question because all of us really want to follow God's direction. And it's not a question of, do you want to be successful? Do you want to become prosperous? Of course, all of us really loves to be successful and prosperous as we continue to follow Jesus. Amen? So remember, it is not the questions that we need to bear in our heart. The real thing, beloved, is this. In your desire of growing deep in Jesus, the question is not, are you ready? Are you ready to grow? Because sometimes we always have that question. Are we ready to grow to grow? Are we really, are, are we really ready to grow in, our follow, in, in following Jesus? In growing more? Growing deep even more? Beloved, the real question is not about growth. The real question is, are you rooted? Are you rooted in the Word of God? Are you rooted in Jesus? Because this is the truth and the fact, beloved. If you will not be rooted, you will never be ready. You might be seeing people no, a lot, especially you know, when you hear testimonies of incredible faith and all this walk-by-faith thing, this miracle that's happening in their life. And you might be asking, I think if I'm in that situation, I cannot do it. You know why? It's not about their faith. It's not about their situation. It's actually their rootedness that makes them prepare. Because if you are not rooted in the Word of God, you will never be ready. You will never be ready to receive God's blessing. You will never be ready in receiving God's answer. You will never be ready in following Him. You will be never be ready when God will open a lot of calling and purposes in your life that it requires a walk-on-water experience. You will never be ready if you are not rooted in growing in your relationship and in understanding who Jesus is through God's Word in your life. That's why many Christians today, they are circumstantial Christian. They will always just say, if it will flow, it is God's will. If it will not flow, it is not God's will. They are circumstantial. They are so sensitive what's happening outside their life where the real calling and the established confidence is inside our hearts. Beloved, Remember again, if you will not be rooted, you will never be ready. So, that's the question. Beloved, the second way in how to rely in God's Word is, we need to reckon or we need reckoning in God's will. So, it says in Psalms 119 verse 105, Your Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. It means we need to discover God's will through God's Word, reckoning God's will. Beloved, when we talk about the future, we want God's will. Amen? When we talk about looking for a breakthrough in our life, we want to know God's will. 
if we are facing crisis in our life, we want to know what is God's will. Tama ba? Are we getting it? If you're in that three or different kind of situation, you you want a Lord on say purpose nimo. What is your purpose? What is your will for this particular thing that's happening in my life? But beloved, remember this. Most of the time, if we face this kind of season in our life, actually we're not searching, we're panicking. Instead of searching God's will, we are actually panicking. Do you want some evidence that if there are crises in our life, we got panic? In what area? That when crisis and problem strikes in our life, we panic. That's an indicator is example, you have fear, you have doubt, you have worries, you have anxiousness, you, have, you are uneasy, you are insecure, and many, many, many more. Those things are indicator that we panic if trials and testing and crisis comes in our life. But instead of pursuing, instead of searching God's will, instead of knowing God's will in that certain situation, we focus more on the panic side. Beloved, God wants you to do a reckoning of His will. But first, God wants you to calm down. Amen? Because we're panicking. You know, I have a story here during the time that I'm still in maritime while studying. No, Part of our PE or part of our major class is swimming. And it's just a privilege that I become one of the lifeguard. It means I take that uh, as a volunteer in our school that when there are some education students having PE in um, swimming or maybe criminology, I will be there together with my coach and instructor, our teacher, to help those um, education student and criminology to really know how to swim. And of course, as lifeguard, we know when is the best approach that we will help a person who is about to be drawn. And you can always, I don't know if you have that experience that you are almost to drawn. What, what happened? You panic, you struggle underwater. And many people drawn because not of, you know, not because of the water, but because of the panic inside them. That's why they got drawn. But one of the lessons that I can take from here is if you are drawn in a certain situation, all you need to do actually is to just calm down. Just calm down. For us as rescuer, for us as lifeguards, all we need to do, if we see somebody drowning, we will not approach that person if that person is still struggling with all the strength because the tendency is probably both of us will be drawn and it is fatal. We will wait for that moment where, you know, it's starting to relax and starting to just lose that strength and we will take the grip and we will rescue that and put him in the gutter. Beloved, in our personal life, I can also have that kind of realization that every time we have crisis, we panic. And the Lord will never touch us during that time. We panic, we burst out in emotion, we burst out in judgment, we burst out in our words, we burst out in everything. But that very moment where we are now relaxed, when we are calmed down, the Lord will rescue us. The Lord will show His will. The Lord will just give us that absolute clarity of what God wants us in our life. But beloved, remember this. When we panic, when we are in crisis, our response must not be panic with all the worries, fears, and anxiety and everything. What God wants from us is restedness in Him. Beloved, are you facing some panics right now in your life because of crisis? Maybe ang tambal ana, maybe the thing that you can do is just rest in God's presence. And you might be asking right now, how to rest in God's presence? 
Well, let me tell you what to do. The best thing to do, beloved, is this. Be a diligent student of the Word of God. So you might be asking, in what area I can grow? Firstly, devotional, maybe in your quiet time. Or domestic, maybe in your couple devotion, family devotion, in your D-group, in your D-life, in your discipleship, or probably joining a worship service and listening to God's Word. You can grow, you can study God's Word through those platforms. And thirdly, which is very important also, is the disciplines. Personal disciplines, like you pray and fast, you go for a solitude, you pray the scriptures, and many, many more. Beloved, through these three days, this is your avenue, this is your platform where you can develop by being diligent in discovering and studying God's Word. This is what we call resting in God alone. When we become rested, when we apply devotional, when we apply the domestic, when we apply the disciplines, I'm sure and we, are, we know because it's the Word of God that says to us that His will will be clear when we are rested in Him. But in the, in the time that we're struggling, we're still you know, pouring out all our strength, trying to solve all problems and all situations, the Lord will just wait for that moment that we will relax in Him. Amen? Remember this, beloved, James 1.22. But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourself. Right now, you are receiving my prayer. As you receive, let it apply, be applied in your walk of life. Amen? So, example, beloved, you might be asking, Pastor, I don't have time to become a diligent stu uh, student of the word. You know what? I have here a little, you know, just a mathematic, okay? Let me share this to you. What if time is a tithe? You know tithes, right? It's the 10% of your giving. But let's say, what if time is a tithe? Don't you know? 24 times 7, that's one week. You have 160 hours, 68 hours total. And if you will get the tithes of it, it is 16.8 hours total. And you know what? In Ictus, we have... A time in engaging God's Word. This is not about ministry. This is purely engaging God's Word. For example, we encourage people to do personal devotion. Let's just say it's one hour. So every day, one hour, that's seven hours per week. So seven hours. Pero I don't know about you. If makaabot kag one hour, maybe gadalit-dalit na ta and we just have five, ten, eight minutes. But for those others who are beyond one hour, praise God for your life. So ibutang lang nato seven hours. Okay? Then, Every Tuesday, we have this discipleship, like one, one hour to one and a half. And let's just round it to two hours, okay? And then you listen, and then you apply it. Then Thursday, we have midweek service. So you attend also every Thursday night, 8.30 p.m. in our online, no? And then we have Sunday, let's say two hours. But actually, it's just around one and a half hour. But let's just uh, try to sum it up. And then you attend your own D group. You probably just gather for one hour, but let's say two hours all in. SMU means schedule meet up. So, na ay mga schedule and different D group. Now, if you'll total all this, kabalo mo pila? The total number of hours is only 15 hours. Right? 8 plus 7 is 15. It means we're even negative of 1.8 hours. Now, I'm not trying to be legalistic here, but I'm just letting you see if time is a tight. We all have 24 hours. It depends how you do it, right? Remember, beloved, that in this time, no? Remember that 
what we really need right now. As you see this time, you might be telling, I really need to manage my time. Tama ba? Maybe right now you're looking at the time, daghana de I know, and I miss all those things. Maybe right now that's why you become problematic because in terms of your diligence, your, your, your commitment in studying God's Word is only two hours a week, that just Sunday. Beloved, I'm going to encourage you starting today. Why not just engage? No, Everything is online. Like we have that engaging in God's Word, daily devotion. We have that. You have that. We have many apps or you have your Bibles with you. Two hours every Tuesday night, Thursday, Sunday. If you will just do that, actually kulang pagani if it's a tight. What does it mean for us? You might be telling yourself right now, I need more time management. But beloved, will you believe? It's not time management that we really need. What we really need right now is productivity management. You know why? It's not time management. It's productivity management. Because productivity is driven by purpose. Purpose is birthed by love, and love comes from God. Worldly perspective nga productivity is driven by what makes me in, what can make me famous, what makes me at the top from other people, and many, many more. Kabantay mo? The, pro the productivity that this world wants from us is about us, us, and us. But you know what? It says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 and 2a, it says, you should know this, that in the last days, there will be very difficult time, just like this pandemic. People will be lovers of themselves. Now, take note of that. They will be lovers of money. They will be boastful. They will be proud. They will be abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, and many, many more. Let me ask you, those things that Second Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 to A, is it really happening in our generation today? Yes, it means we're in the last days. What does it mean for us? It's my prayer that in these last days, as we wait for the coming of Christ, we will become diligent students in the Word of God by applying these treaties in our life. Again, I'm not making it like legalistic, but I'm just trying to give you a perspective. How much time do we really spend in the Word of God, in engaging the Word of God? And in ictus, we have all these things, we have all these programs engaging God's Word in our social media. All we need to do, it's not about time management, it's about the end in mind, the productivity. You can take the joy, beloved. You can take joy in this if you love Jesus and you know it is for your own benefits. Matthew 6.33 But seek first His kingdom and His righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Beloved, let me ask you, if you will rate yourself from 1 to 10, how's your diligence in devoting yourself in the scripture? Just from 1 to 10. Now, second question, in what area do you think you need to devote more time starting today? If you realize something right now through this slide that I have, what area? And what are some hindrances that you need to do as an action step in order to make way in becoming a diligent student of the Word of God. What are the hindrances? I hope and pray that the Lord will speak to you today. Amen? Now, let's go to the third point today. Okay? So, the third point is, can we read together, please? Ready? Begin. Obedience to the Holy Spirit's leading. 
So if you look at it, strengthen. Now, transliterated word in strength here is stenteneno. Okay? Stentenuo. Okay? Meaning to make strong, strengthen of one's soul, mind, emotion, will. If we want to grow, we need to be strengthened. And the only way to do is obeying the Holy Spirit's leading in our lives. Because as we obey, He will give us the strength. As Jesus promised in John 14, 15 to 16 and in John 16, 3. If you look at the text, it says, If you love me, you will keep my commandments and I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You, you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. And then John 16.3 says, When the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all the truth, for He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak and He will declare to you the things that are to come. Beloved, this is the promise of God when we, what? When we obey the Holy Spirit. Now, in obeying the Holy Spirit's leading, you need again to have the end in mind. Say this with me, end in mind. What's the end in mind? It's not, the, it's not to perceive God's will. It's not to pursue God's will. But just like Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, we need to prefer God's will in our hearts. You know, many people just want to check out, to check out what God's will is. If favorable for them, they will do it. If it's not, they will not do it. Many people want to pursue God's will. If things got harder, like ministry or disciple-making, they will just stop. So they just want to pursue, pero kung dili na kaya, back out. But God is calling all His people to not just perceive God's will, not just to pursue His will, but prefer His will. That's where Jesus said, Let your will be done. Letting God's will be done will become a great joy in your life if you keep cross-centered and not self-centered. Being cross-centered means you keep the steady focus on the cross. You honor and give reverence to our living God. Self-centered focus means it will be so hard even to think of it. Trying to make reasons and excuse, you cannot follow and obey the leading of the Holy Spirit. Beloved, let me ask you, is there any leading of the Holy Spirit that He is steering in your heart lately? That He is steering in your heart right now? How's your heart lately, beloved? If you will let God evaluate your life at this very moment, what can He say about how you live the life that He graciously gave you each day? Are you living a cross-centered life or you are living a self-centered life? What is God telling you at this very moment? Beloved, starting today, it is my prayer. Obey God's leading through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Now, let's go to the last point for today. So, as a review, letter G stands for growing in Christ-likeness in facing trials and temptation. Number two, reliance in God's word, rootedness and reckoning in the word of God in God's will. Then, letter O, obedience to the Holy Spirit for He empowers us. It means we need to be cross-centered. And W stands for work it out for God's glory. Say this with me, work it out for God's glory. 
Then it says in 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 10d, perfect, establish, strengthen and settle. You know, transliter transliterated word settle means them eleo, meaning to lay the foundation, to make stable, establish. And therefore, we need to work it out, put it into action. So you might be asking how to grow. You know, it says in 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 5 to 8, Make every effort to add, meaning intentionality, add to your faith. It's about, sal remember, it's not about salvation, that you need to add something in your faith so that you will be saved. Remember the context, adding to your faith for growth, okay? You need to understand that. It says, it's about growth. So, it says, make every effort. No? So, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith. What? Look at the red words. Add, add to your faith goodness, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, and then mutual affection, and all in its love. So, if you look at it, beloved, Let's evaluate ourselves. If we are truly a Christian, if we really desire to really grow, maybe God will show us some areas in our life right now through these red words here in 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 5 to 8, where we can start to work on. Number one is this. Let's talk about God's goodness. Is your heart grateful even in the midst of trials? Number two, knowledge. Are you growing deeper with the Word of God? Are you rooted? How about self-control? How's your emotion? Are you responding right? Because if not, no matter how much you know, it will disqualify you. Walk your talk, beloved. Before you do anything, ask the question, if Jesus is in my situation, how would he will respond to it? How he would do it? And desire that how Jesus will do it, that's gonna be also your response. How about perseverance? Do I have the joy as I face challenges in following Jesus? Or my heart and mouth are full of grumbling and murmuring? How are you lately as a family man? How are you while you're in the ministry? How are you while you're making disciples? How are you in your career? How are you in your business? How are you in your community, especially during this time of pandemic? Do I have the joy as I face those challenges? or my heart and mouth are grumbling and murmuring. Then, let's talk about godliness. Are the people that surrounds me in my family, business, or career, or church, ministry, and community can see Jesus in me, Jesus in my life? Then, mutual affection, especially in leading like Jesus. Remember that real godliness is having the courage to ask the people under your leadership. You can ask them with brutal honesty, how's my leadership? How am I in caring, not just for the mission, but for the people? How about in your family? How are you as a father to your children? How about in your job or career as an employee or as a boss? How are you in your business? How are you in your ministry, your D group, etc.? Many, many more. Are you putting relationship above responsibility and performance? in your company, in your department, in your ministry team, or even in your own self? Now, lastly, beloved, love. Are you doing it all because you have this realization of God's great love for you and reverence for who He is and what He has done for your life? That is why today, 
It's my prayer that all of us will continue to grow deeply. So, example, look at this one. Faith plus Jovin, what will happen? I have all the knowledge about the doctrine, the knowledge about the Bible, but if I plus myself, what will happen? It will be Joviness. <laughs> it's something like funny, but it's true, diba? If If we add in our doctrine, our own self, our own strength, our own ways, it will never be Jesus, but it will be Jovines. So what's our call? Our call is faith plus Christ equals, what's the result? We will never be self-centered. We will never be self-focused, but we will be cross-centered and cross-focused. Now the outcome is Christ-likeness. Therefore, the challenge is we need to grow up. In John 3 verse 30, it says, He must increase. It's Jesus. Jesus must increase and I must decrease. The more we go down, the more we grow up. Amen? Again, the more we go down, the more we grow up. Because as we grow up, it is Christ that will reign in our hearts. So let's wrap up. It is our desire for more Jesusness in our life. Wrap up, joy of growing in obedience. It will never be hard for us to be faithful in all things, like money, how we manage our, our finances, our relationship, and all that, if we have the joy of growing in obedience, in the disciplines, in the obedience, even in the purposes and calling. It will never be what? It will never be a hard thing to do if we take that joy of growing in obedience. So, as we end, let's review how to grow up in following Jesus. Number one, growing in Christ-likeness in facing trials and temptation. Number two, reliance in God's Word, rootedness and reckoning. Letter O, obedience to the Holy Spirit, cross-centered living. And W, work it out. It's more on Jesusness. Amen? So, beloved, it's my prayer for you. No? If you have the desire right now, if you have the desire today to really follow Jesus Christ, let me ask you this. In the four foundations of growing up, what foundation do you see yourself you need to focus more? And as we pray a prayer for growth today, we need to pray for, number one, we need to ask forgiveness to God. In all areas where He gave us many opportunities for growth before, but we are the one that makes a lot of excuses because of our busyness of this temporary world and life that we have. Number two, we need to repent. We need to renew our mind. We need to have that end in mind that there is joy in obedience if it is founded in love, reverence, and honor in Jesus Christ. Number three, we will prefer God's way starting today to work in our lives as an act of surrender. Amen? So, beloved, I hope and pray that today we can continue to just come before God. We can continue to come before Him. And my prayer is all of us will, will come and have this reflection of His beauty, of His love and grace. Let's bow down our head and pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this beautiful day. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. Thank you for giving us those reminders to grow, to rely, to obey, and something to work out in our life. More Jesusness. Father, we pray that you will forgive us, Lord God, for the times where you are the one making opportunities and ways where we can grow, but we're the one neglecting it. 
And Father, today we all repent that starting today, obedience is a joy, not a burden, if it is founded in love, honor, and reverence in Jesus Christ. And Lord, today we want to declare with our mouth that we prefer your will in our lives. During this pandemic, there are many uncertainties, there are many challenges, but we prefer and surrender everything. Lord, starting today, be with us and use us. And as we ponder these things throughout the week, throughout this month, Lord, I pray that this will really be rooted in our heart. Grow, a call to grow in Jesus Christ. Thank you, Abba Father. Bless us and keep us now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Have a blessed Sunday, everyone. Stay strong and stay safe, kapatid.